You're listening to Interviews, the podcast that cracks the entrepreneurship code. I'm your host, Laurent Autain. I'm an entrepreneur, coach to entrepreneurs, and startup mentor with more than 20 years' experience running companies and advising entrepreneurs. Being an entrepreneur is the most difficult job there is. There are no practical guidelines. So join me every week and learn how you can better navigate your entrepreneurship journey and become an exceptional entrepreneur. This is episode 127. Do you have a problem sleeping at night? Well, you've come to the right place today. My guest is clinical hypnotherapist, sleep researcher, and dream seer, Mariana Babas, who lives in the UK. One of the services she offers is a personalized service designed to help you improve your sleep by guiding you on why, how, and when to incorporate healthy sleep habits into your daily routine to ensure you wake up feeling refreshed and ready to face the day. She's on my show. Sorry, let, let me do that again. <laughs> She's on my show because I know for a fact that too many entrepreneurs don't take sleep seriously enough. Mariana is here today to show you how investing in your sleep will make you a more successful entrepreneur. Hello, Mariana. Thank you very much for joining me today. Hello, Laurent, and hello to everyone who is listening. It's a great honor to be here with you today. I'm so excited about today. Me too. It's going to be a really interesting uh, conversation, I am sure. So first question, how does one become a sleep coach? I definitely didn't plan on that. And if you <laughs> allow me, I will start with... Um, a personal story from my childhood. I My sure. parents used to call me a saint and not because I was the best daughter, not because I was in my best behavior, but because I used to sleep like a saint. Really? They put me to bed. <laughs> I put my hands on my chest or my tummy and I used to wake up exactly in the same position as I had when I went to sleep. Wow. Indeed. Indeed. I look back at those times, Laurent, and I always say, wow, good times. Very good. Times. <laughs> so, that, so that has changed, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely has changed. Because as you can imagine, um, I over the years when I become an adult and we start to face life, I originally I am from Romania and um, mm. I moved to different countries over the years. I breezed through different careers. I became an entrepreneur in my early uh, 30s. And those challenges, those challenges definitely took a toll on my sleep. Mm -hmm. As we were just discussing before coming on this podcast, it's not easy to be an entrepreneur, especially no, when not. you're a solopreneur, mm. especially then. Um, I moved from Romania, as I said, when I was um, in my early I didn't mention actually this. When I was in my early 20s, I moved from Romania to Spain with the aim to um, work hard and put some money together and go back to Romania and become a judge because at my, at my core, I'm a lawyer. I finished uh, a law school and my aim was to, my dream was to become a judge. But life had other, other plans for me. And while I was in Spain, I fell in love with the place I, I remained there for 10 years and that's where I I practiced law actually for a few years and then I was offered a business venture and I become I became an entrepreneur 
And it was a beautiful journey, beautiful journey. And I feel completely different. Uh, I worked in construction and then learning that journey. We were a team of seven. We went through everything you can imagine under the sun, all the challenges. I'm sure you're yeah, you especially, especially in the construction industry, it's not an easy one. <laughs> exactly. As a woman in a construction industry, I should say. <laughs> and the economic crisis in 2008, 2009. Yeah. <laughs> so loads of sleepless nights, uh, loads yeah. of, um, you know, I used to, I used to stay at, at the office um, working nights overnight overnight and even sleeping there. I used to... Um, put a couch in there so I can make sure that I get as much work as possible. So this is the first thing we sacrifice when we are mm -hmm. entrepreneurs is sleep. And as I said, over the years, I, um, I moved um, careers. Uh, I moved, I, I changed businesses. I, uh, because I loved being an entrepreneur, despite the challenges, I decided to start my own, um, my own business. But in my passion, my passion was, and the is still one of my passions is cooking. I love to cook. And because I worked in Spain in different, um, in different restaurants, I took that uh, hobby to, to a mastery level. I learned so many beautiful things. And I opened my, my own uh, Spanish gourmet shop. And it was a brilliant journey. But then I became a mom. And that changed completely my life, completely. It was such a, a big shock uh, in the sense that going from the business entrepreneur mindset and not having plans to, to become a mom and having a family, that happened overnight. Um, it was like living a completely different life. And I moved forward with that. I decided to embrace that. I decided to leave my entrepreneurial days behind me and mm -hmm. embracing fully becoming a mom. And you have your own kids, Laurent, and you probably can relate to this. When you're a parent, again, you have many sleepless nights. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I discovered a completely new facet of sleep deprivation. <laughs> and I used to I used to think a lot about my, my childhood days when nothing could disturb my sleep. I used to love going to sleep. In Romania at that time, we had this, this habit, every child, every family, um, you would put in primary years, you would have a nap during the day, apart mm -hmm. from, you know, the night's sleep. So it was quite a good, good routine to have. And I miss that. I miss that so much. So moving from, from Spain to back to Romania and from Romania back to Spain and then from Spain uh, to coming to the UK, following my, my husband um being a family this is actually in in scotland is actually where i reached a point in my life when i said i need to follow my dream i need to follow my passions if i am to do something for the rest of my life what what is that something that i could do until the day i die and that's when i said to my husband i need i need to take some time off to think you know off from work to, to think and to decide. And mm -hmm. he's very kind and understanding and said, yeah, you go ahead. And for a month I did soul searching. I did journaling, dreaming a lot because I'm a dreamer. I love to work with my dreams. And that's when in my, 
in my journaling, in those um, night visions, in those moments when you sit by the beach and just looking at the sea and trying to, to glimpse the parts of the future, that's when I truly understood and I, and I felt deep down inside of me that I, my aim, my focus is to work with dreams and with sleep. But I didn't know how. I had no clue how, especially in a business setting and environment, how would I work with dreams and sleep? And that's when this, this thought came to me, hypnotherapy. I love mm. hypnotherapy. Ever since I can remember in my early 20s, um, I had, you might laugh about this, um, I had an incident with um, a hypnotherapist. Well, he was a famous psychologist in our, in our hometown very, uh, very good in his profession. And he was also the leader of the local political party. And we had elections and I was a part of the younger uh, community. And we were there at 1 a.m. at night um, waiting for the results. And we were mm. all bored. And all of a sudden, a very cheeky uh, old man in his 60s said, you know what? I have an idea. I'm going to hypnotize you all. And in that moment, I was the first under the table, pulling all the jackets I could find and putting them on my head because back, back then in Romania, that was a taboo subject. You know, he, being hypnotized, it was something you, you didn't want to do. Right. It, it was something that people felt, you know, hypnotherapists are, are stealing their secrets or uh, interfering with their mind and st stuff like that. And it's so far from the truth. And from that moment on, I was hooked. And over the years, I studied a lot. I read a lot on the subject, went to several uh, courses, but it was all for my own benefit. So I decided to put that in a more professional um, way in my life. And I did. Uh, immediately after, I found um, the school, the hypnotherapy school that I trained with in Edinburgh. Um, and... To be honest, the rest is, is history because I never looked back. Mm -hmm. The moment I joined the school and started the training, I just knew this is me. This is who I am. And I, tick, I can tick all the boxes of my, of my dreams and what I would love to do for the rest of my life. And that's how sleep came into the picture. Working right. with hypnotherapy and the clients, um, as you know, sleep issues were quite a big part of it. Mm -hmm. And that's when I decided to to embrace that more and more. But you found you found your purpose. It's nice. We always we have to talk about you know the importance of purpose for, mm -hmm. for entrepreneurs. But you're living proof of it. it that's what it is. Um, before we go into more details, I just want a simple question. I just had a simple question for you. What's a good night's sleep? Like in terms of number of hours and sleep quality. You know, be technical here. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really really good question um and i would have to start with um with saying that it's not one size fits all a good night's sleep is something very personal it's a personal experience and in my view and from working with clients this has been confirmed over and over again it's a combination of sleep quality and sleep quantity mm. we we aim we aim in general to have seven to nine hours of sleep that is nowadays seen as um, the norm 
if you have between seven and nine hours of sleep and you wake up feeling refreshed, revigorated, you're ready to um, to start the day, you are smiling, you have a, um, a spring in your in your feet on your feet and you just breeze through the day, then you can definitely tell you had a good night's sleep. You're, you're energized. As I said, it's not one size fits all. And because now we live in this industrial era, um, we were taught to to live to, to live and sleep. The sleep is one chunk, one big chunk that happens during the night. But if you look back to uh, those times before this industrial era, um, you you would see that people sleep completely differently. They had a biphasic sleep. It's called biphasic because people used to sleep for um, a chunk of four to five hours. Um, for example, from 10 p.m. until 2 a.m. in the morning and then stay awake for several hours and then sleep another three or four hours towards the morning. Um, there are also people who had a polyphasic sleep, people who slept in three or more uh, periods of sleep during the day. Mm. So I'm, I'm saying this because I want to bring some, some relief to those people who suffer from insomnia. You know, some people adapted very, very easily and quickly to, to this um, monophasic sleep, which is the big chunk during the night. But some people struggle with that, struggle deeply with that. They wake up at 1 a.m., 2 a.m. in the morning, and they can't go back to sleep. And then they manage to sleep an hour or two towards the morning. And that comes from our, we have to thank our ancestors for that, you know, uh, because for many, many, many years in, in our human history um, and centuries, we had uh, a biphasic sleep rather than monophasic sleep. Why, why did we have a biphasic sleep? Was it because of the type of work people were doing? Yes, yeah. it was because of the type of work. But it also comes from um, even more further uh, in time period, as in um, when people were in jungles, when people were living mm. in, in um, harsh conditions and there were loads of predators around. Yeah. You needed to, to keep watch. Yeah. You couldn't yeah. sleep for eight hours in, in a chunk because you, you were under the risk of being eaten. <laughs> So that's very interesting. I didn't know. I didn't know all of that. And so, you know, this brings me to my next question. You said it yourself. You know, when I was working in the construction company, the first thing I sacrificed was my sleep. Today, we hear many successful entrepreneurs like Elon Musk bragging about yeah. not sleeping more than six hours per night, you know, because they need to maximize their time. Once I saw a, a video of a famous American TV presenter claiming that one of the reasons people are financially financially wealthy is because they don't sleep eight hours per night, you know? So what what is the truth here? Why, why is sleep so important, but yet so much underrated? That's, that's a brilliant point, Laurent. Um, personally, I believe that that's a trend uh, to claim that mm -hmm. sleep, uh, sleeping only six hours a night is enough or even less than that is enough and not sleeping is actually a virtue or a strength. It is not. It is not because now science backs up absolutely everything to prove that sleep is important. Having between seven to nine hours of sleep in a 24-hour cycle 
again, not in mm. one chunk necessarily, but in 24 hour cycle is crucial for our um, well-being, for our physical health, mental health and emotional um, health. Because when we are sleep deprived, when people, and I will share with you right now, if you um, allow me, um, let's say the worst case scenario I've encountered in my work. Let, let me let me ask you, let me first before that, because I'm interested in that too, but you said something really important here. You said in a 24 hour cycle, mm. we need to sleep seven to nine hours. So it's okay, basically, if you sleep five hours at night, as long as you can find the rest of your sleep, like two to four hours during the day. Yes. Very interesting. That I didn't know. This is yeah. an option. This is yeah. an option, especially for people, uh, for example, who um, travel a lot for work mm. in different uh, time zones and they experience what is called jet lag. Um, and they stay there for a period of time and then they travel to another time zone and back and forth. For those people, it's very difficult to keep a seven to, to nine hours uh, routine. Sleep routine is very difficult. So for those people, having this uh, biphasic sleep actually helps them to, to nourish their, their bodies with plenty sleep, even if it's not in one chunk. So generally, you would say, yes, generally, we do recommend monophasic sleep, Okay. whatever that means to you. Some people prefer to go 9 p.m. at night and wake up 5 a.m. and start the day early. Some people go later on 11 p.m. and start the day at 6 or 7. That's fine. But there is another option for those who um, have a disrupted sleep for any reason. It could be because their life is very hectic. It could be because, as I said, they travel a lot and they, they struggle with jet lag. It could be because you have a baby, a newborn yeah. baby. <laughs> and you need to wake up during the night, then it's good to know that you can compensate. It's not recommended to be done for, you know, for the rest of your life or, you know, for longer periods of time because it can lead to sleep deprivation. But if you manage to have under your belt up to nine hours of sleep during the day, seven, eight, nine hours during that cycle of 24 hours, then you're good to go. You're good to go. You know, in right. Spain, I mentioned earlier, I lived 10 years in Spain. People mm -hmm. in Spain used to go to bed at, at um, 1 a.m. and wake up at, at 6. And yeah. they had, after that, in the afternoon, their siesta for three hours. And they are known to have a very um, healthy lifestyle. And not only because of the Mediterranean cuisine, which is very yummy <laughs> and healthy, it did. but also because of their, uh, their um, sleep pattern, their sleep routine. They do sleep. And I can vouch for that. I was, I was there. Mm -hmm. And they, they do recover. They do rest during that siesta time. Siesta is about three hours every day. Um, and they go home, they have their lunch, and then they rest. For an hour or two this is interesting because you often hear or i was often told that you know if i you should you should do like a, a a micro nap like no more than 30 minutes because if you sleep more than 30 minutes then then it's not good you're going to feel tired and exhausted and whatever but that's not what you're saying yeah there are um these are called power naps 
those yes. 30 minutes yes those yeah. 30 minutes that you mentioned um, are known for uh, being power naps and this comes from a practice that um, airplane pilots used right. to used to do because in those long flights um, there are there are two pilots and um, of course it's very tiring it's it's a very demanding job and they need to be at their best they need to be alert they need to be focused they need to be prompt in their in their reactions if anything happens so mm. uh, they did a study and they realized that if they have even a 20 to 30 minute nap their concentration levels will increase their right. their efficiency will increase so they started to um, promote what is called this power nap even the japanese i don't know if you heard this you probably uh, did um, the Japanese have this um, work routine uh, in the middle of the day. Um, big companies and big companies have already introduced this in, in their work schedule. They allowed employees to have a 15, 20 minute nap uh, in, in the middle of the day because they, based on the studies that have been made, they realized that their productivity, their efficiency, their focus, their concentration, it all increases. If people find themselves sleep deprived because they only sleep four to five hours a night or maybe less. And you look at your schedule and it's, it's very busy. You know, you're a busy entrepreneur. You have so many things to do and you think when on earth am I going to fit uh, an hour, two or three of sleep or siesta in my schedule, in my schedule, I don't have time for that. Well, even a, a 20 to 30 minute nap could help. Because it gives you, according to uh, studies, it gives you sort of a, a, another five hours of boosting your energy levels. So for another, if you have a 20, 30 minute nap, for four hours, you're, you're good to go. You're, mm. you're optimal to tackle anything you have on your to-do list. Okay. So as I said, it's not one size fits all. Yeah, it is uh, more complicated than uh, what I thought it would be. <laughs> uh, so, so let's talk about sleep deprivation. What what are the some of the warning signs? And then tell us about the worst case scenario you've seen. It starts with being very moody, being feeling tired all day okay. long. Your uh, you notice that your levels of concentration are very low. You cannot focus. You struggle to make decisions, um, so you're you're drowsy. You're you're tired during the day. There are people who have chronic sleep deprivation, and they might experience micro sleep. Micro sleep is when, um, while you are working uh, or tackling your your everyday um, life, you find yourself dropping your head for a few seconds. Mm. Yeah. And that, that is called a micro sleep when you fall asleep for a few seconds up to, to a few minutes and you're, you're not aware of it. And it happens regularly. And I had a conversation with um, a client last night um, who started to experience that because of, of the three to four hours uh, sleep uh, that has he's been having for a long time. He starts to experience these micro sleeps. Um, another one is um, mood changes. You you notice that you go you go from you no longer are sailing smoothly through the day, but you have these these peaks. You're getting angry very quickly, or you start to cry all of a sudden. Um, these are um, 
you know, the signs of sleep deprivation. These, as I said, anxiety levels rise, you find yourself being more depressed, more tired, um, mood changes, you struggle to make decisions because you're um, cognitively impaired, you cannot think straight, you cannot see clearly, um, your, your brain is, or your vision is blurred and, and you cannot focus on things. And taking that to an extreme, microsleeps. You experience microsleeps because it's when the brain says, no more, I'm gonna shut you down for a few seconds because I need to recharge. So microsleep is the the worst case scenario. Yeah. yeah. And you don't even you don't even realize it. Exactly. Well, I've never experienced microsleep, but everything else I know. <laughs> Especially <laughs> I know when I'm sleep deprived, I'm French, so I'm already like, you know, grumpy, but I get even more <laughs> more grumpy than you than usual. I'm a pen I'm a pen in the bottom when I'm sleep deprived for others. Yeah. You know, because I'm not happy. I don't even know why I'm not happy. It's <laughs> It's just crazy, frustrates me, and because I can't control it, it gives me, you know, it frustrates me even more. <laughs> exactly, it escalates. Yeah, it does. It does, and then it frustrates awesome. everybody around me, and you know, I have arguments for for the sake of having arguments for nothing. It's awful. Yeah, I can totally believe that, Laurent. Um, as I mentioned to you before we uh, came on uh, live. I, two years ago, I did my own personal study on sleep deprivation and on purpose, I sleep deprived myself for several weeks and it was absolutely awful. Did you do that to learn what sleep deprivation was? Exactly. I wanted to, I wanted, I wanted to measure on purpose because if I was sleep deprived before in my life, it was something that, um, you know, I just took a note of it. I know how it feels, but this time I did it on purpose to to confirm all the signs and all the symptoms and all the struggles. Um, so I know because, as I said, my my aim was to work with sleep and dreams, and I I want to be able to relate with my client as much as possible. And I know how it feels. I want to know how um, the person experiences, so I know how to bring them back or how to give them relief or what would be the best steps to take in order to, um, to reverse that. So yes, I, I did sleep deprive myself on purpose. I did my own personal experiment. It was the summer of 2021 mm-hmm. uh, for a few weeks. And I was, as you said, very moody, very moody, uh, very grumpy. Uh, the relationship with my son was becoming difficult with my husband as well. I couldn't listen anymore, um, put on weight. This is another one of, of signs of sleep deprivation. Um, we, ha- we put on weight. Um, it's an increased risk of uh, obesity, heart disease, diabetes. Um, our immune system is, yeah. is lowered a lot. So um, we are even more prone to become ill when we are yeah. sleep deprived. Yeah. The sports performance is reduced. And I know you, you worked a lot with athletes. And you know, when they are sleep deprived, they don't perform as well. Yeah, I don't perform. The energy levels are low. <laughs> I, 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 I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't move. It's awful. Yeah. 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 And and you know, we're talking about us. We're only solopreneurs, and we're all talking about it like from a personal standpoint. But now imagine an entrepreneur who mm-hmm. has you know a company to take care of, employee. Because if you're moody with uh, your family, you're also moody with your employees. 
employees see that you don't think you don't think properly so the 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 effects of sleep deprivation on entrepreneurs multiplies yep yeah. absolutely but still the first thing that comes to their mind is not to sleep more <laughs> why is that is it because is it because you know of a lack of education yes could be absolutely this is one of the factors we are not um the sleep educated um in that in that sense to know how important sleep is and it's actually a pillar of life a pillar of existence uh as important as eating healthy and exercising exercising plenty um and it also it is also because um and here i'm going to come in with your permission and give a bit of a scientific explanation um in hypnotherapy we always always talk about how the mind works and we speak about these beautiful parts of our brain which is right here the left prefrontal cortex which is the real us this is the the wise entrepreneur <laughs> this is the ceo the boss you know the one that is successful is is brave is confident and uh, speaks clearly gives clear instructions but there's another part of our brain which is really important and that's the tricky part that gives us these these challenges and that is called the primitive brain and we call Ch it dearly the cheeky monkey brain <laughs> yeah. exactly and when we are sleep deprived so what happens uh, in a good night's sleep what actually happens is that the the brain takes that stress bucket that we all have you know mm. all the worries and the um, fears and the limiting beliefs we all have they all accumulate, all the anxiety, everything accumulates. It doesn't go anywhere. It accumulates into a stress bucket. So when we worry about, you know, our business, we worry about our family, worry about ourselves, worry about so many things, everything goes into that stress bucket. And when, when we sleep, what happens is that that stress bucket is being dealt with. It's like your personal assistant or your helpers come in and they sort out, they process all that anxiety. And it helps you to wake up in the morning feeling good if you had a good night's sleep. Now, if you didn't have a good night's sleep, you didn't go through all the sleep cycles or the sleep phases you need, especially deep sleep, because in deep sleep is an important part of our sleep where the brain processes that bucket. You know, it's rejuvenate, revigorate, consolidates memories and so on and so on. If we didn't have that deep sleep, then that stress bucket is still up here. Right. And if that stress bucket is still up here, then the cheeky monkey brain is in control. Yeah. And that's when um, the, the primitive brain is very emotional. So what we say in, in hypnotherapy, and as I said, this is back, backed up by, by science, by neuroscience, the primitive brain, the emotional brain, because it is emotional, has five times more power than the real us. So it reacts very, very quickly to any challenges, to anything that comes to us. So as entrepreneurs, when we have a to-do list, the huge to-do list, this primitive brain says, okay, there's no time to sleep. doesn't seem things straight. I need to deliver this deadline. I need to sort this problem. I need to, um, I need to make sure that I have enough funds in my company to pay my employees or to move forward with my project. So it doesn't switch off. Yeah, not only he says I don't have time to sleep, but he says also I don't have time to eat, I don't have time to exercise, I don't have time to take care of myself. And exactly. that creates even more problems. 
exactly. Because this part of the brain doesn't have the ability to be innovative, doesn't have the ability to be creative, doesn't have the ability to make good decisions because doesn't have the vision and the clarity the real part of us has. It doesn't have that capacity. Actually, scientists are saying, Laurent, that this cheeky monkey brain is is like a five or six year old brain, Mm. you know, is is very Mm. childish. And it will always um, throw a tantrum or ask for all those things that, uh, um, you know, wants us to, to do. And it's very powerful because it is emotional. Well, you know, my, my podcast is for, entrep- is for entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs who are listening to us now, they've just realized how important sleep is. <laughs> <laughs> so they've been sleep deprived. Uh, they've been like, you're sleeping like five to six hours a night, maybe, maybe less than that. You know, going through all the the the, the effects that we you talked about. Now they want to improve their sleep. Where to start? You know, what should they do first? First, the first thing I always always recommend to to my clients, and I respect it as well, um, and I put it in practice, and I know it works, is having a regular sleep schedule, which right. basically means making sure that you go to sleep at night at the same time every night and you strive you aim to wake up at the same time every morning and respecting mm-hmm. that even in on the weekends the weekends are not an exception from this sleep schedule Damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's non-negotiable <laughs> I always say this to my clients. This is non-negotiable. If you want your sleep back, if you want your sleep to be a, your ally, then yeah. then make sure you respect those times. Yeah, same time every night, same time every morning. Uh, respect that, and you will notice a big difference in in your life. Another important aspect is um, people who have loads of uh, caffeine intakes. People who love to drink coffee. Um, or alcohol or even drugs it's important to to limit that or to have those up until a certain time so for example with coffee they say it's important to have your last cup of coffee um, seven to eight hours before you go to sleep so if you go to Mm. sleep at i don't know 10 10 p.m at night have your last coffee at 2 or 3 p.m because caffeine it takes up to seven to eight hours, some people say even 10, but you know, the norm is seven hours to, to get out of your system and to allow the melatonin, you know, to natural melatonin to be produced and uh, prepare you for sleep. Mm-hmm. Also alcohol, if you like to have a, a glass of wine at night and make sure that for each glass of wine, you allow um, one hour before you go to sleep. If you have two glasses of wine, two hours, if you have three, three hours. And um, also with with exercise, I think we spoke about this last time. If you like to exercise and you're a big fan of exercise um, and you have to do it at night or in the evenings, make sure that you allow at least three hours Mm -hmm. before you finish your exercise and you go to bed because that way you will allow your body to have that natural preparation, natural transition into, into sleep time. And another aspect people like and and put in practice is having um, a bedtime routine, as in practicing some 
mindful practices as in meditation or reading before bed or some people like to to have a a, a spray a lavender spray they put on their pillow some people mm. like to take a shower before bed mm. you know so having something that relaxes you prepares your mind of course screen time as entrepreneurs yeah. <laughs> we are glued to phones and tablets and laptops so it's important ideally to put those devices down two hours before we go to sleep if two hours is not possible then at least 30 minutes but ideally two hours because that blue light affects us yeah i see i know <laughs> as, a <fa> as <laughs> a fact that it's very difficult for a lot of people entrepreneurs or not but especially entrepreneurs to to leave the phone Exactly. on the table and not, and not touch it one of my uh statistics of one of my my clients decided to put his phone in a box in the evening <laughs> so that he doesn't see it yeah <laughs> otherwise he would just like you know be on his screen until he goes to bed and then he can't he can't sleep properly exactly i i totally agree with that or or resonate with that um some of my clients not many but i had uh, a few clients who said I'm leaving my phone in a drawer downstairs in the living room to make yeah. sure it's too difficult and too I'm too lazy to go and get it. Yeah, yeah. 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 What I, what I do actually is I put my phone on silence at around a certain you know time in the evening and leave it no not not on silence on uh, on a plane mode and then I leave it on my desk so I'm done. So otherwise, yeah, I'll be checking my emails and. You know, LinkedIn yeah. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's well, a good I, habit to have, Laurent. I, I uh, applaud you for that. It's a really good habit to have. I mean, that was a very insightful conversation, and I I hope it will educate people. And let's talk a little bit about about you and the entrepreneurs, the entrepreneur in you. Because uh, you know you had a, an interesting journey from lawyer to construction. Uh, what were you, what were you manager to chef to hypnotherapist? <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's that's quite different. Yes. <laughs> But what what are some of the lessons you you've learned along your entrepreneurial journey? I love this question, Laurent. And um, the first thing that comes to mind is not being afraid to to change and adapt. And and from there, it's what springs to mind is never give up, never give up on your dreams and your goals and uh, finding your true purpose, because um, nobody will come knocking at your door to say, here it is. This is your true mission. This is your true purpose. You have to find it. You have to go out there and find it. So for me, it was. Oh, that strong sense inside of me that I have this one life and I want to experience it at its best. I want to be able to die without regret saying mm -hmm. I lived well, or at least I did as much as I wanted to do. And as I said, at that moment in my life, when I felt I cannot move forward, I'm going to, I have two options. I, I die while I'm still young <laughs> inside of me, or I am brave enough to, to pursue my, my lifelong dreams. And it wasn't easy. It was yeah. difficult and challenging every step of the way. 
but I, I don't regret anything. I wouldn't change anything, Laurent. So what I would say to other people, if you truly have uh, an inspiration, a dream, a passion, something that you know you're really good at and you want, you know you can make a difference with it, then pursue it. Pursue it and reinvent yourself along the way because change is a constant in life. Nothing stays the same. Mm. Don't be afraid to reinvent yourself. What, what does yeah. it mean for you to be a, an entrepreneur today? I think, first of all, it's a combination of being brave and crazy at the same time, especially in these hard times, <laughs> but also speaking about that resilience and, and mindset. We all aim, especially as entrepreneurs, and you mentioned it earlier um, before we came on, uh, how important the mindset is. I totally agree. Um, we go through such an intense personal development uh, training when we become entrepreneurs because we learn who we are. We find out who we are. We find out our fears, biggest fears. We find out our, about our golden shadow, our skills, what we're good at. If it weren't for my journey to Spain, I wouldn't have discovered uh, that I'm actually really good at communicating with people. Um, I can really empathize with them. I, I get their feelings, what they feel, how they, I, I love to watch them behave. I, I love that part of um, a human being. And working as a lawyer, I had plenty chances to observe people and their, their behavior. So yes, it's, it's a beautiful journey. I, I wouldn't change my entrepreneurial journey for, for a career. I, with all its highs and lows, I still enjoy being, being an entrepreneur. I know, I know what you mean. Well, Mariana, thank you very much for this conversation. I really enjoyed it. So one last question for you. How can people contact you? Well, the easiest way, I would say, is through my website, um, mm -hmm. idreamhypnotherapy.com. But they can also find me on LinkedIn. I'm active on, on LinkedIn and um, on Facebook. Well, again, thank you very much, Mariana. Thank you so much, Laurent. It's been a real pleasure. And I hope everybody has a good night's sleep tonight. I truly <laughs> hope yeah, that. Indeed. <laughs> And uh, thank you for listening. Interviews Cracking the Entrepreneurship Code is available on all your favorite podcast platforms. Subscribe now so you don't miss any episodes. See you next time. Bye for now.